This is Miller's Edge on Tide The Millers, Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. We just got off the practice field, so prepping for practice, prepping for a game, um, trying to finish uh, this part of recruiting at least. There's still some other guys out there that we're obviously interested in and uh, maybe signing in the next few days or some guys that'll wait till February. But, you know, we're really pleased with the class. Um, got a lot of good players. Got a lot of mid-year guys, um, you know, which I think is, you know, really important or helpful in their development. Um, you know, this is a product of a lot of hard work by a lot of people. I think our coaching staff did a really good job, but you know, the people who support us in the university community um, do a great job, whether it's the academic the university community, uh, our folks in academics, all the people that work in athletic administration, uh, all these people work really, really hard at, at helping us putting together uh, a really, really good class. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited about these players. I'm not going to go through them, you know, individually or anything like that. But, um, you know, some of them are here. I think we've got several guys that are already practicing. we got a few more guys that may join us later. And, um, you know, I think there's a total of maybe 19 mid-year guys or something like that. So that, that's probably a really good thing. From a practice standpoint, um, you know, players had good energy and enthusiasm today, uh, nice enough to go outside. So, you know, the focus is still on, you know, excellence is not free. You know, you got to pay the price uh, up front and uh, there's a price to pay for it. And working on fundamentals, finishing plays, pushing yourself through, um, focusing on blocking, tackling, taking care of the ball, a lot of things that um, we need to pay attention to detail to try to, you know, get our, 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 our momentum back, you know, as a team and our confidence back so that everybody's playing together. And we got um, great understanding of what we need to do to have a chance to play winning football when the game comes. And welcome into Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. We are presented by the Good Feast Store. That was Coach Saban talking about the signing class that they just signed yesterday. <clears throat> Total of 23 guys. I think he said... 19 mid-year guys which is crazy to think about i mean that's i mean i don't you know i'm not gonna try to do the math but i I would say that's probably 80 percent uh or even a little bit more um of the class is already here so it's definitely different from when i was here you have that noah 
82%. Very close. I was close. So 82. <laughs> so 82% of the guys already on campus, which, um, you know, that's, that's a new thing. When I was here, it wasn't really like that. I mean, it, we had maybe, I think we had Tony Brown, David Cornwell, Cam Robinson, uh, maybe Hootie Jones. Anyway, I could probably go on. But there's probably like five guys, I feel like, <clears throat> maybe six that were, you know, that were early enrollees. The rest of us, we all got, you know, to campus in the summer. And so it's a huge benefit um, for guys to be on campus. They're, they're starting with bull prep, which is big. I mean, the first thing you're doing as you get here, I mean, you're jumping in and you're practicing against college guys. I mean, you know what I mean? Like you're you're actively already on the team. You know what I mean? Like when we got here during the summer, um, it was more so, you know, workouts. We do a little bit of seven on seven, starting to kind of, get our groove, you know what I mean? Really feeling it out. Uh, but, you know, when you when you get here as an early enrollee, I mean, you jump into practice right away. They do have the acclimation period, that, you know, three days where they're not really full pads yet. But still, uh, I think it's really good for the development, you know, piece of, you know, being a student athlete, getting here early. <clears throat> and honestly, I think you'll see, you know, the guys that are here early, they typically have a better chance of seeing the field earlier. With that being said, we can dive some more into that you know throughout the show but definitely wanted to touch on that uh because that is a big deal you know early signing day uh, eventually it's going to be you know probably just the only signing day even though elaine kiffin had some interesting thoughts on that and maybe we can talk about that as well he was basically you know voicing his displeasure with you know with early signing day it's hard because coaches are sitting there on their phones at practice trying to recruit do all types of different things um while still trying to sign their class uh, but, you know, because they're still, you know, practicing and prepping and doing things versus when, you know, traditional signing day, which was in February, you know, typically during that time, you know, you actually coaches are, you know, free guys are in workouts, you know, guys are in class, you know, there's not necessarily practices and, and things like that going on. So they have a lot more attention and energy to give to the their signing class. But I don't know why he's really complaining because he's, uh, you know, blazing a trail right now in the in the transfer portal. And he's racking up uh, talent from the transfer portal. So I think Lane will be just okay. But anyways, like I said, we can we can dive into all that good stuff because <clears throat> today is Thursday. Typically, we've got Stephen M. Smith. I'm not too sure I'll get an update uh, if Stephen's going to join us. I'm sure he will, as he typically does on a Thursday. Uh, but if not, you know you, you know the number. You can always call in. We can talk a number of different things, 205-342-9904. Again, this is the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC, presented by the Good Feet Store. And we opened up the show with Coach Saban's press conference talking about signing day, them coming off the practice field. I actually went out to practice yesterday, hung out a little bit. Um, man, it's, just, it's, it's so cold in the afternoons like that. But anyway, uh, definitely was fun out there. A lot of good energy, a lot of good enthusiasm. Cool to see the young guys um, being being included and involved out there, Julian Sane and uh, a lot of other guys, you know, seeing some reps in practice and uh, kind of just giving some early impressions uh, to the coaching staff. So all that good stuff is going on. But that being said, let's go down to South Carolina, check in with the pastor of pain. What's going on this morning? Well, good Thursday, boys. Hope you're doing well. Um, doing great. Finally getting a little warm weather here. I'm not warm. It must but, be nice. Well, you know, when it gets to 23, 24, 25 at night, and it's now getting up near 60 degrees, high 50s, the big red is out. I'm uh, feeling good. A little vitamin D, so I'm doing good. Hope you all doing well today. Uh, again, just finished up a little late meeting, but um, I'm here. Uh, 
Yeah, man, some good stuff you're talking about there. I mean, and it's amazing because the transfer portal and uh, early signing day yesterday was kind of status quo, in my opinion. I know a couple guys got flipped. Alabama flipped the receiver or whatever he was from Texas. Uh, the kid that's from Northport stayed home, uh, didn't go to Miami. So I know we got some things like that that happened. Uh, one of the funny things, uh, the, the recruit that supposedly signed for Ohio State did not really sign the paper. When Ryan Day was asking about it, looked a little bit flabbergasted. I mean, and then I saw last night, and I asked about this, a guy that pulled up at a school or wherever he was in a Lamborghini. Ole Miss. A Lamborghini. Of all places, I'm pretty sure he was an Ole Miss I mean, kid. so I'm like, okay, I've had enough. Like, I have had a freaking enough. Because, like, what are we doing? What are we doing? I mean, the hats, the T-shirts, and all the videos were were getting on my nerves. But, man, I've had enough of this stuff, bro. I mean, these kids haven't done doodly squat. And I know we make them feel like they are the greatest thing since Duke Mayonnaise. Shout out to Duke Mayonnaise, Bo, if you want to give me some money. But, listen, they haven't done anything. They have not made one play. But yet you pull up in a Lambo? Okay. Are you great because of high school? And I get it. But Lambos? Faking signing paperwork? Playing with people's emotions? I'm sorry, guys. I just... Too much? Hey, that yesterday made my blood boil. I mean, because I'm like, hold on. Because the old school of me is going to say this. Listen here, dude. You ain't done nothing. You have not obtained, accomplished nothing. All you've done has been been a really good player in high school. Well, in that case, it could have been a junior college guy. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like, you've done nothing. But you want to parade in Lambos? You want to play with people's emotions? Most of you, half of you, whatever the percentage is, probably not even going to be there in two years. But this is what college football has become. It ain't about, hey, working your tail off, getting a scholarship, and let me develop. Let me stay hungry. Let me stay thirsty. Let me stay focused to try to get to the league one day. No, how much can you give me? Although, I have done nothing. Mr. Recruit, Alabama, South Carolina, Notre Dame, wherever you are that you listen, I ain't hating on you. But I'm telling you, you have done nothing yet. I hope you do. And all you that's chasing the bag and the money, here's the reality of it. Less than 1%. That still applies. Most of you, most of you will never have a chance to play in the National Football League. That is the reality of it. But we make these young people think that they are the best things in sliced bread. And then we get mad when they leave your program or do something different 
or change their mind, then we curse them. This is the state of college football. It stinks. It reeks. It's putrid, whatever adjective I can use that tells me how smelly, bad that college football is turning into. We got Florida State having emergency meetings because they want to get out that, that, that contract for, what, 2036. We got, I mean, there's so much stuff, guys. Are, are we? Do we like this? Do y'all like this? Because for me, I cannot stand it. Because kids, as I said before, not appreciative. It's about what can I get now? How can I get up now? How can I come up now? How can I do what I need to do now? And if it don't work out, I'll find another sucker. Mm. This is what these kids want. A lot of them, not all of them, a lot of them. And to me, college football, I knew this was going to happen. We talked about this. We talked about guardrails. The wheel's going to come off. Wild, wild west. We said all of these things. Well, here you go. This is what's happening now. Mm. And we as the fans, we feed into this foolishness and this craziness. I mean, because that's what it's turning into. We just pay for play. It's like I don't have to recruit high school players no more. I go right to the portal. I pay. South Carolina, received from Vanderbilt, said, oh, he released a statement. Well, it wasn't about the money. It wasn't about the NIL, other teams, BC, blah, 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 blah. Everything. Why does it have to be about the money? Why does it? Why can't it be? They got a great staff. They got great facility in a great league. They give me the best opportunity. I'm ready to work my freaking tail off. Hopefully one day to be a great player to help this team win. And if that, if God blesses me so much, I'll get a chance to play the league. Where's that attitude? Somebody help me. Where is that attitude? So that's what I think about Silent Day. Alabama was great. Based on the rankings, if you're all about that, great. Georgia number one, great. Same blue bloods. But it's money. It's all money driven. Mm. Period. You can tell me anything you want to tell me. I don't believe it and I ain't going to listen to it. Because I know. It's money, money, money. And the blue bloods are going to control it. That's true. But I'm trying to understand, though. Now, you... you I feel like you sometimes fall on the other end of the spectrum, though, when it comes to this. I feel like you you, you recently had been saying now it sounds like most recently now you feel the way you feel about, you know, kids are spoiled and you're not in favor of all this. But I, I feel like we used to talk about this and you always would kind of take the approach that, oh, well, if it was me, if I was doing it, I'm I'm taking the bag. You You said you would do it. So. I mean, I, you sound like you're trying to, starting to have a change of tune. And, and I've always said, like, I, I wasn't for all this because I feel like at some point it just becomes too much. And this comes from somebody I'm very business minded. Um, I'm very financially aware. I like to budget. I like to invest. I like to do all that good stuff. So I'm all for capitalizing off opportunities and uh, making the most of it. However, let's just face it. These kids aren't doing that. They're not receiving all this money and they're not going and 
you know, opening up Roth IRAs or not investing into index funds. They're not, they're not doing any of that. <laughs> Maybe a couple of them are, but realistically, they're showing up in Lambos, which, which about that, I'll be honest with you. Um, I don't think that he got that Lambo. I don't think that's actually his. If I had to guess it was rented, it was more so for the publicity of it. Could even have been advertised, and I wouldn't be shocked if it was some deal where, you know, there maybe it was like a rental car agency or something like that. Um, but still, nonetheless, I mean, it's just very attention-grabbing. But that's how it is. I mean, look, it's just gone to a different level. But they, they've been doing the stuff for attention. The, okay, I'm going to pick up this hat, then I'm going to chuck this hat in the crowd as if, like, I don't care that this whole staff and organization spent time, effort, and money recruiting me and building a relationship. I'm just going to chuck this hat in the crowd because it's funny to me and I'm trying to, you know, get a reaction. I mean, everybody does that. I mean, that, that's why I didn't I didn't pull the, the old BS hat thing. I didn't do any of that crap. I committed to Alabama in July. Then when it was signing day, I uh, went in the, the gymnasium with the rest of the student athletes from my school that were fortunate to sign. And I just signed a piece of paper, smiled, took photos with, with the kids in my school and I went back to class. But unfortunately, that's what we do nowadays. We Everything's for attention. Everything's for clicks and grabs and money like you said it but like i said i gotta call you out now because you you were all for oh man you gotta you gotta get the cheese whatever like but see i told I, this is what i've been trying to tell you like there's no end to it it's like more and more again i'm all for guys making some money and and you know doing autographs i don't need to get into specifics we all know this right just the typical ways that you would think of but now it's i mean it's more and more and more that's I, I, i'll be honest i don't even know if i see an end in sight I do see an end in sight for this segment, though, because we do have to go to break. So we're going to take a quick time out. Before we do that, though, I want to remind you about our friends over at Buffalo's Cafe in Midtown Village. If you're looking for that great restaurant experience or great food, they've got those lunch day specials, $9.99 every single day of the week. That includes a beverage. Wednesday, which was last night, they've got wing night, $17.99. All you can eat wings. That's bash night. You don't want to miss that. Or if you just want to go watch some games, football, basketball, you name it, go enjoy some wings, some good food, sit at the bar and have a good time. Again, that's Buffalo's Cafe in Midtown Village. While you're there, go ahead and check out Alumni Hall. I know you've got those fa- uh, family and friends on those last-minute shopping needs for Christmas. It's the holiday season. You know they need those Alabama sweatshirts, hoodies, jackets, you name it. So head on over to Alumni Hall right there in Midtown Village. Again, they've got the hat wall, everything Alabama-related, officially licensed. They've got it there right there at Alumni Hall. So check those guys out. If you're not local, you can always go to alumnihall.com. Again, we're the ultimate Crimson Tide fan shop. That's Alumni Hall. We're going to take a quick timeout, then we'll be right back after a moment. You're listening to the Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9, 12.30 a.m. WTBC. We'll be right back. Jim Gaffigan here with 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partly to mostly sunny this afternoon. The high today, 57. Fair tonight, not as cold as recent nights. The low, 36. Tomorrow and Saturday, partially sunny both days. The warming trend continues. The high tomorrow, 60. The high Saturday, 66. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 51 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Hurt over a kid coming to a school, right? Just because I... In football, realistically, one guy is not going to... Now, one guy can't change a whole program if it's a certain program. But I'll be honest with you, Alabama is not going to... One guy is not going to make or break Alabama. Let's just call a spade a spade, right? That's good for him. You know, he's. I'm sure he'll be a great player uh, to the school he's attending. 
Um, probably a really good athlete, all that good stuff. Wish him nothing but the best. I'm never going to be mad at a kid for making the decision that he feels is best for him. But, I mean, realistically, I mean, we've gotten so many recruits. I just would rather just focus on the guys that chose to come play for the good guys, come to the, you know, the right school, in my opinion, Alabama, you know, where you're going to be developed the best. You're going to be uh, prepared, not only as a football player, but as a man off the field when your, your time is done. So, uh, I'm going to focus on our guys, and we got a, a hell of a group from from what I've seen. So I'm excited about our guys. But, yeah, I'm kind of with you on that, Chris. I mean, it, you know, it is what it is. I mean, if, if he's doing the whole, you know, faking the Alabama hat, tossing that, like, I'm sure it's fun in games, Alabama-Auburn, he's probably just having fun. I'm not going to give him too much flack, but, you know, I, I'll just focus nah, on that. No, I mean, I'm, I'd rather have that than pull it up in a Lamborghini. <laughs> so, uh, listen, throw Alabama hat all you want to because you're going to be throwing a lot of other stuff. Throwing uh, his Alabama own helmet. Beat some breaks be, off yeah. you when you can't <laughs> beat him. So, we'll, we'll see. We'll see you down the road, Chris. Uh, not Chris, but whatever your name is. That's, that's the thing. Perry's his last name? Uh, yeah. Like, uh, I'm, 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 funny enough, I'm looking at the guy getting out the Lamborghini on the Pat McAfee show right now in, in the yeah, uh, studio. So, so, whatever the guy's name is. So long. We don't need him. Give me the guy that wants to be in T-Town. Give me the guy that wants to be in Tuscaloosa. Give me the guy that want to work his tail off. Give me the guy that has dreams and aspirations. Give me the guy that says, you know what? I haven't arrived yet. I want to gain what I believe I can gain, and I'm willing to work. I want that guy. So you can toss all that stuff. We don't need you. I've never got plenty of recruits. Appreciate the message, Chris, there on Tide 100.9. One more uh, on the app. There, Mr. Noah. That's right, from Johnny G. He's uh, like you were talking about just now and in the last segment. He's a little discouraged by all this drama. He says, Preach it, Pastor. I see me moving away from college football. Need to start watching Division three sports in the future. Okay, now that's Cap. Now, Johnny G. No, it's not Cap because he is not going to stop my, watching college sports. Come on now. Johnny is right because they <laughs> are doing this stop watching college to college sports. sports. They are doing this. It's sickening. I got a lot of responses when I tweeted that or X that. Sickening. It really is. And there's coaches that's tired of it. There's coaches like Dan Mullen, who was at Florida, that Mississippi State, good coach, that says, I don't want to deal with this crap no more. I don't want to go to the homes and kiss butts of 16 or 17-year-olds and them telling me how much money they're worth when they haven't done nothing. You've had to change your tune. Hold on, because that, that, that's how I've been sounding for the past year and a half. No, you ain't been sounding like yeah, me. Yes, but I, you know, like, you're right, because you remember you used to say, oh, no, if it was no, me. No, no, I always wait, said wait, wait, I do no. not buy the ratings anyway. Uh, yeah, hold Until on, you hold prove on. to me, you know, I heard somebody uh, on no, no, X did the other day, oh, South Carolina is a better team today than they were. How do you know when you got a bunch of dudes that ain't done do the squat? I'm talking about you used to say you I mean if it was me Christian he he's going to play for his teammates I'm chasing the bag you always talked about chasing the bag so now these guys are chasing the bag and you kind of have a change of tune come on now you can chase the bag without having to be pulled up with a too small suit coat on a Lamborghini that you know you can't afford so you're saying, I mean, you're saying they need to be humble they just they they can be chasing it behind the scenes but we don't need nothing. to hear or see about it how you going to be how you going to be prideful when you done crap in high school what happened to proving yourself? That's all I'm saying. Let's take a call. 205-342-9904. Man, this thing uh, got me fired up. Stephen M. Smith will join us here after the break. Let's talk to Tommy and Ramos. Tommy, help Christian out because he oh, just no, don't understand. No, no. He, he, this kid, Tommy, you've listened to this show since we started. We appreciate that greatly. You know as good as I do, he's always took pride in saying he's the athlete that's going after the bag, a.k.a. cash, right? 
I've always said I'm more so about the experience and what they can offer me that that might not necessarily be you know, monetarily. I can be about the bag and not have to be what they're doing. I can be like, what is important to me? Yes, it is. But I don't have to act a fool. I don't have to be a <laughs> fool in doing it. Your thoughts, I don't know what to say. Y'all just send me a cookie because I have no talent. So I just want a cookie. I mean, you know, <laughs> a Christmas cookie. I can't. You know, I asked a question yesterday. Are you upset with this kid or do you get excited about signing day? No, not really, because it just really, it's just like I'm putting on a play or I'm being, oh, God, I hate to use this terminology. It's looked like the WWE on Friday and Saturday night. I'm coming in <laughs> and kick your tail. You're going to lose some teeth. You know, I'm the Mississippi player. You know, just, no. It's about getting the best kid. I, that kid went to Auburn. You know what? I'm going to give you a history. Do any of y'all know who Tommy Lewis is? No. Okay. I'm going to give you a history lesson on Alabama football. Tommy Lewis got famous for one play. He was in the cotton boat. He was full of too much Bama and looked like Rice and TCU was going to run the kickoff back, and they just clawed up. Before he knew it, he knocked the guy down, came off the bench, right his helmet, and blindsided him. And they awarded TCU a rise to touchdown. And he was embarrassed. And they quote the next day in the newspaper, Tommy Lewis went off the sideline and hit a, a player for TCU. Well, the quote was, Tommy Lewis, too much full of Bama. He said, I had too much Bama in me. The only kid I want to come to the University of Alabama, I want him to be full of Alabama. If he's not 100% want to come to play for Nick Saban at the University of Alabama and go through the process, I don't want him because he's going to be a disruptor. So they can do all their little <laughs> horse and pony show. And, you know, is there 15 minutes of fame? I understand that. But if you don't want to come here, we don't want you. Maybe that's mean. But I want somebody no, that's come honest. Here. Yeah, I want somebody mean. come and say, work to get better. All right, it was, what was it, three years ago? Didn't Texas A&M have the greatest recruiting class ever in the history of college football? And now one of them players have transferred to Alabama, and there's several others looking at Alabama. I got one question to ask all the people that went to Texas A&M. I don't see a ring of any kind on their finger. They didn't win the national championship. <laughs> they didn't win the SEC. And they sure as heck didn't win the state championship in Texas. They didn't play. What did they want? They had a little eagle maniac named Jimbo Fisher talk 90 and nothing. It was all about him. They didn't improve them young men a lot. They didn't get them ready for the next level, like only one and one and a half percent. If you want to go to the NFL, you're right. Jordan and, uh, they didn't help benefit the thing. At least Nick Saban, I made the comment about this and I get in trouble. I said, really, Nick Saban is not a football coach. He's really not. He's a coach of life. Just happy to coach football. He give you discipline. He give you focus. He give you a plan to be successful. It's phenomenal. You saw how many players graduated 
from our mama last Saturday, and the career of our mama is not over yet. He really pushed. You can do this and this, but if you don't, I'm going to help you get an education. I'm going to give you some kind of building block when you leave Alabama to make yourself better, your family better, and the world better. That's all I got to say, guys. Thank you, Tommy, for Rome. That's really good stuff. I want to get real quick. John been holding because we got Stephen F. Smith from Bama Standard in his own words coming up. John, go right ahead. Hey, guys. How's it going? Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Happy holidays, John. Hey, Christian. I got a question for you. Um, I was at the uh, SEC Championship preview show over at Baumhauer's when you – I think you came on about 6.30 right before Coach Saban came in. Yes, sir. And uh, – one of the things I was kind of thinking about is, have you ever uh, thought about being one of the media guests? Because um, I think it would be a fascinating one-hour discussion with Coach Say, but not only to do X knows from whoever we're playing that particular week, but also just kind of talk about your experiences with him and just uh, being part of the program and just, you know, uh, just because, you know, at, at that particular in that particular setting, you know, for those that have never been, Coach Saban is just, you know, you know, really gets to talking and is really just so laid back and just uh, it's kind of an open book. different side of him. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. No, that's a, that's a great point, John. Yeah, and I appreciate the support. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I mean I, I thought about it, but not not quite. I mean, normally they kind of just invite different people there, and um, I, I'm on there so much, just kind of throughout the year um, that it's kind of like I, I don't know. Maybe I will at some point do that, but I think it would be cool. That's a good idea, just because, like you said, I mean, we probably could. Have a nice back and forth about whether, you know, personal stories or a little more X's and O's based content, just given our, our history of both playing and, you know, him coaching me personally. So, no, nah, it's probably not a bad idea. Maybe I'll, I'll put that in Josh Maxson's <coughs> ear. <laughs> and see well, what another CD thing, says. he's had some former players on there before, and it's, I think it was like McElroy before he, you know, got on, you know, the radio. And then I think John Parker at one point, if I'm not mistaken, before he did color analyst for a few years. But, like, somebody on the defensive side of the ball that's really, you know, who Coach Saban, you know, works with on a daily basis, just be fascinating discussion. But anyway, yeah. I was just thinking about yeah. that and kind of wanted to throw that out there. But uh, love your show. Hope you guys have a great Christmas and looking forward to a big tide victory in Pasadena. Yes, hey, man, John. So much, Thank you, John. bro. That's great, great stuff there. Um, I would love to see that because they can definitely talk some good defensive X's. And O's. All right, let's run to a break. Uh, come back, Stephen F. Smith. We're asking about recruiting and Bama at this time out. This is the Middle's Edge on the Time, 100.9, a.m. WTBC. We'll be back in a moment. It's time to ring in the new year right. Bama, a winner over the Georgia Bulldogs, claiming the SEC title. It's the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Michigan Wolverines in the college football playoff semifinal at the Rose Bowl. Our coverage starts at 1 on New Year's Day on your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. If this is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. And welcome back to the Middle of the Tide, 100.9, AM, WTPC, TBC, excuse me. We're going to get right to it because I went a little long in that last segment. Stephen M. Smith, in his own words, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And Alabama Standard joins us right now. 
Recruiting wrapped up yesterday, early Saturday. I'm going to give you the floor, brother. We got about 12 minutes. I want to know as much as I can know about these young men that Bama got and so does fans. How are you, Stephen? Well, Chris, Corey, Krishna, I'm doing great. Uh, I looked at this class. Coach Saban hit on needs. Uh, he got some guys that he wanted, but he hit on several needs. So first and foremost, you're able to pick up five-star quarterback Julian Sand from Carlsbad High School in California, 6'1", you know, 195 pounds, anticipation, arm talent, the ability to layer in throws, the awareness that he brings, uh, the ability to create from within the pocket. The one thing I want to see, though, from saying as he gets developed at Alabama is when something breaks down, does he have the speed with his legs to get out of the pocket and make something happen like a Bryce Young, like a Jalen Milrow? That's something that I kind of want to see more from saying, but a young man that pocket presence, throwing the football, that, that that's A1 right there. I was kind of shocked to see Alabama flip Kevin Riley the four-star running back from Tuscaloosa County High School from Miami to Alabama. Alabama getting that, that homegrown product there in Riley. Speed, explosiveness, got some power to him as well. Really like that kid. You pick up three physical offensive linemen and Joseph Iannata, Casey Poe, William Sanders. They're all guards. So interior guys, they're mashers, they're maulers. I like like all three of those guys right there. At receiver, you picked up Rico Scott, which was big for you, Amari Jefferson. And then you flip Aaron Hampton from Texas to Alabama. He could play wide receiver or DB, but I think he'll end up being a wide receiver here at the university. And if you flip this over, guys, to defense, you pick up defensive lineman Jeremiah Beeman. You get Isaiah Faga, two guys that can play the middle, although Beeman can play defensive tackle or defensive end. But I thought where Alabama really backed up guys, the secondary again. Xavier Brown, a really good corner. Peyton Woodyard, a really good uh, safety. Uh, Drake Kirkpatrick uh, Jr. in the back. So uh, I'm looking at this class on several that Alabama went in knowing that it had to get, but also it got a lot of players that it really wanted as well. Steven, when you look at this class, and that was really good stuff, is there is there uh, one guy or a couple guys that stick out to you <clears throat> that you feel could make an immediate impact or, or, or could see themselves on the field a little sooner uh, rather than later? I mean, just because, I mean, realistically, we know how this goes, especially given all the talent Alabama has, the, the transfer portal ac- acquisitions, right? I mean, if you just even look at last year's class, I mean, there's only probably just a couple – really maybe three or four guys that are actually getting meaningful snaps, right? When you look at this class, is there a couple guys that stick out to you that you think uh, could see themselves in that position this upcoming year? Well, Christian, I see two. And I look at this class, it's going to take some guys developing a bit more because of how Alabama's been able to stockpile its recruiting classes at various positions. So the two I look at, number one, and this is a young man that didn't sign early, he will sign in February and will be here in the summer. But a guy like Ryan Williams, the five-star receiver from Saraland High School who came so close to a Class 6A state championship, losing that one to Jalen Mbakwe and Clay Chalkfield, 31-28. But Ryan Williams, people throw the term generational talent around loosely. This kid is a true generational talent. Speed, hands, toughness. 
plays with that dog mentality type of swagger, can get open, can create separation like nobody's business. This is a big-time wide receiver. And aside from Julio Jones, Ryan Williams is probably the best product produced from the state of Alabama. When you look at high school football, this dude gets it. And I look at him. If he comes in in the summer and he tears it up, then he's a guy that can play. I can start at that wide receiver room uh, next season when you look at losing Jermaine Burton to the NFL draft after the season. You lose Ja'Cory Brooks to Louisville on the transfer portal. You also lost Ayu Jones there to the portal as well. So I look at Ryan Williams. And defensively, I look at a guy like a, like a Jeremiah Beeman of a defensive line. You lost two guys to the portal in Isaiah Hastings and uh, Anquin Barnes. And, of course, you're losing just a boy to be to the draft after this year. So Jeremiah Beam, that could be somebody on that defensive line as a young guy that can possibly scratch out some playing time there early. Stephen Smith, in his own words, touchdown Alabama Magazine is with us. Okay, LT Overton. Uh, a guy that they picked up from Texas A&M. We talk about plug-and-play transfer portal, which I am so sick of. All the stuff that's happening now with money and cars, that's another subject for another day. But what are they getting from this guy? And is he a guy that can get back to what Alabama used to be along the defensive line? I think Alabama's getting a guy with a big-time motor that Texas A&M really did not use him properly. They tried to play him all over the field. But he is, a, he is a true defensive end. And you're getting a guy, speed, quick twitch, can bend, can turn speed to power. Kevin Steele is going to get his hands on somebody. He can really coach to be a flat-out dog out there on the field. Now, of course, he comes in. Linebacker at 6'5", 265. But expect that about him to put about 20 pounds on him. Get him up to 280, 285. Put him right there as a defensive end, coming off the edge, taking on offensive tackles, putting different moves on guys, getting to the quarterback. So I think Alabama's getting somebody that was underutilized at A&M. Uh, the A&M staff really didn't know how to get this young man to go. You're putting him with the Kevin Steele that's going to know the right button to press. You're going to put him with the Freddie Roach that's done a great job or a solid job with this defensive line. He's going to know how to use over 10. I think Bama got a really good get here. Steven, we talked about uh, LT Overton just now. And is there any other transfer portal uh, guys that you think Alabama might have their eyes on? I know Coach Saban in his press conference yesterday, I mentioned they definitely still are in the market for you know some experience and quality offensive linemen. Uh, I wasn't too sure if he was referring to you know still – because you got February signing day coming up or maybe even the transfer portal. But is there any other positions of need that you think Alabama could attack via the transfer portal uh, here shortly? I see I, I see one. I, I don't think Saban goes his route. But we, we, we do know that Evan Stewart, the former five-star wide receiver that was a part of that 2022 top-rated class for Texas A&M, Evan Stewart's in the portal. And here's a young man that's got a lot of SEC experience at that wide receiver position, we all remember when Bama went to the portal to get Jamison Williams out from Ohio State. And in one year, what did Jamo do for Alabama? 79 catches, over 1,500 yards, 15 touchdowns, did big things for the Alabama offense as a deep threat receiver. So if I, if, if I think Nick Saban may be looking that way. He probably may not be, 
But I would look at a guy with a lot of experience at that wide receiver spot, SEC caliber player, Evan Stewart, is in the portal. But Saban could look at an offensive lineman, could look at maybe another defensive lineman, give or take. But with Evan Stewart in the portal, and you want big-time play offensively, especially with Jalen Miro coming back next season, I could look at Evan Stewart. That would be, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, they need to get him. I mean, that's a guy. Him and hey, those. yay, Alabama. Yeah. Write a check. <laughs> that's what y'all do. Write a check. One more question for you before we let you go. We got about 90 seconds. Pritchett jumped into the transfer portal. Guy I feel like can play, but just got beat out uh, on the left side. But probably will start maybe for JC next year somewhere along the offensive line as you talk about it. Why did he come back? I think I think Elijah Pritchett came back because I think somebody put him aside. Somebody got in his ear and said, look, man, J.C. Latham's projected to be a first-round pick after the season. Where does he go in the first round remains to be seen, but he's projected to be a first-round pick. You already got Proctor over here on the left side. You could literally start at right tackle starting next spring and then on through fall, camp into next season. So you may want to stay here. Your best shot to start is going to be at the University of Alabama. I think somebody got into Pritchett's ear and let him know, uh, J.C. Latham's turning pro after this year. You may want to rethink this transfer portal thing. Yeah, I think that makes plenty of sense because, like, I think it's going to, the door's going to be open for him uh, to be a starter on that, among that offensive line uh, next year. Steven M. Smith, we appreciate your time. Great, great, great break- breakdown. Nothing better uh, uh, on the airways and what he does. Real quickly, are you going to the Rose Bowl? I will not be in Pasadena. I'm holding everything for the National in Houston. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll go down together, man. We'll ride together. Uh, you can drive me in my RV or something like that. Stephen and Smith, we appreciate you, man. In your own words, Bama Standard, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. We thank you, my brother. Much love to you, man. I appreciate you guys. You guys take care. Enjoy your Thursday. It's a beautiful day out here. Yeah, Merry Christmas, by the way. Man, I hope you get everything that you know Santa Claus has for you. All you right, know brother. what? He, look, look, man, he, he, he already got me decked out in clothes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, brother. That's Stephen M. Smith. All right, that's some good stuff, guys. Noah, Christian, good show. Absolutely. Um, you guys have anything good? I say bye-bye. No, I was just going to say real All quick. Right. Yeah, I was we'll about see. To, we can okay. get up out of here and make room for big new sports. That's it? That's it. That's that's all you're going to say? Bye, Noah. Good <laughs> reading today, Noah. Good job. This has been the Mellow's Head for Noah Haynes. Christian Miller on the Pastor Payne, Corey Miller. You've been listening to the Mellow's Head. Don't, don't forget to check us out on the YouTube. The extra good stuff there as well. We'll see you tomorrow about 23 hours. Big noon sports right here. Coming up next. You've been listening to The Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily. Are you tired?